Amen. I'm just going to teach tonight. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost when I get done teaching, amen, you can come up here and repent of your sins. The very first step to getting the Holy Ghost is you've got to turn from sin. Amen. If you don't turn from sin, amen, you'll never get the Holy Ghost. If you don't repent of your sins, you can't get the Holy Ghost. Amen. After you get the Holy Ghost, if you go back to sin, you'll lose the Holy Ghost. I said you'll lose the Holy Ghost. Amen. You say, well, I thought the gifts of God, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You're exactly right. God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't take the Holy Ghost from you, but you can lose the Holy Ghost. Amen. We don't believe in once saved, always saved. Amen. And uh, I told a man that the other day. I said, you know, uh, we don't believe in the doctrine that once you're saved, you're always saved. Unless you live for God. Unless you obey, amen, what is right, amen, what is true, amen. All you young people that I told you to go sit with your parents, go sit with your parents. Amen, I see you, I still see you're sitting, amen, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, I'm not trying to embarrass your parents, amen, I'm just teaching them. Praise God, amen, they're getting their stuff together, praise God. Amen. You say, Pastor, you're a hard man. Oh, no. Amen. You haven't been paying attention. I'm probably way too easy. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm waiting. Amen. We got another one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Go sit with your parents. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Well, somebody say, Praise the Lord. Amen. We serve an awesome God. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Amen. Chapter uh, chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, Now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God <clears throat> to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life. Amen. That thou mightest fear the Lord to keep all his statutes and his commandments. Then it says here, hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. Observe. What does that word observe mean? Amen. It means to careful, be careful to observe. Amen. There's a reason why we live for God the way that we live for God. And we have to be careful about our salvation. Amen. You can't just treat your Holy Ghost any way you want to treat it and have a walk with God. I promise you, if you don't, amen, you will wish that you did. When God give you the Holy Ghost, cherish the Holy Ghost. Take care of the Holy Ghost. Be careful of your walk with God. Amen. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost, amen, it says to repent and to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now in the book of Acts, did they receive the Holy Ghost before and after? Yes. So if you received the Holy Ghost before you were baptized, 
Amen. You have a responsibility to fully obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you didn't get baptized in the name of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen, you went down and you got wet and you came up with your sins still intact. But when you go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, your sins are remitted. Oh, praise God. I said your sins are remitted. I don't want sins hanging on to me. Hey, man, when I get the Holy Ghost, I'm going to get baptized and get my sins washed away. Praise God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hey, man, we teach our children from the time they're babies. One, one, one. Already, we're taking Brielle's finger. And yes, she is my granddaughter, and I'm just a little bit partial to her. Maybe more than a little bit, a whole bunch. And that's just natural. But teach your children. Hold their finger up and sing with them. One, one, one. One way to God. There's only one, one, one. You know what? She's listening. One way to God. There's only one, one, one. One way to God, in Jesus' name. Do you think those are just Sunday school songs? Oh, no. They're called teaching songs. Because they teach you, amen, that there's just one way. They teach you there's one God. They teach you you have to be baptized in Jesus' name. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. How do you get the Holy Ghost as you pray for him? Amen. You learn how to respond to the moving of the Spirit. Amen. When the Holy Ghost begins to move, you start responding to the Holy Ghost. And pretty soon my Bible says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Amen. And, they, and this is the rest wherewith he shall cause the weary to rest. This is the rest. I'm tired, Pastor. Get the Holy Ghost burning hot. Amen. Get the Holy Ghost burning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I got to get to where I'm going. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, verse 5, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Did it say your brain? No. In your heart. In your heart. Verse 7, everyone, let's read it together. How many has your Bible? Amen. You need your Bible. It's your sword. And it says, and thou shalt teach them diligently. To who? Your children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. You know, the reason why we don't kill people is because murder is a sin. The reason why we don't go around beating people up is because that's what leads to murder. It's an aggressive, angry spirit. I'm going I'm to hit this again tonight. Hey, man, if you've got video games in your house, that deal with killing all the time, you need to get it out of your house tonight. Yeah. 
I said, get it out of your house tonight. Amen. I don't know if there is. Nobody's been talking to me. But if you're messing around with that, amen, it will damage your soul. How can a person walk into a bank, a university, a school, a hospital, wherever it's at, and just start shooting people? It's because they have become desensitized. You don't want to become desensitized, young people. Human life is very precious. And I promise you, you might be desensitized, but if you take someone's life, it will live with you till the day you die. Whether it's intentional or by accident. Amen. That's why I teach, I teach my, my children that when you drive a car, you've got a responsibility to drive like you've got some sense. And I promise you, in my household, if you drive like you don't have any sense, you hear it. Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? I say, what do you think you're doing? What if you run over somebody and kill them? You just don't go on like nothing happened. It'll affect you the rest of your life if you kill somebody accidentally. Amen. You say, Pastor Carriker, this is Sunday night. Yeah, I know. Amen. This is exactly what God put in my spirit. We have to teach our children diligently. Amen. The reproofs of instructions are the way of life. If you don't like to be reproved, you're in trouble. Because it's going to be for the rest of your life. Oh, trust me, I get reproved too. I talk to my pastor weekly. Sometimes I talk to him twice a week. Sometimes it's not always about church stuff. Sometimes it's about fishing. Sometimes it's about turkey hunting. <laughs> the older we get, the more we dream about it. He said, Pastor, that shouldn't be. I know it, but life's busy. You only got so many hours in a day and so many days in a week. You don't always get to go fishing. You know, if you have the opportunity now while you're young to go fishing, you better go fishing. Learn how to fish. Amen. Man, when I was a kid, Pastor Elder, my dad, they'd go set trot lines. And I said, this is the way to fish right here. Man, you can catch fish, all kinds of fish. Sitting over there, one hook in the water, and you put 25 in the water. I'm like, this is the ticket. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Go, do whatever you, young ladies, I'm, I never was a young lady, never will be a young lady. <laughs> Praise God, but whatever y'all like to do, go do it. There might come a time that, you don't have as much time as you've got now. Hallelujah. Don't waste time sitting in your bedroom all day cooped up. Amen. With the shades drawn. And amen. Well, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Teach it and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. 
Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. What does that verse mean, Pastor Kerriker? It means all the time. All the time. I'm a Christian all the time. Amen. I'm a Christian all the time. Amen. When I was growing up, my mom, she would be getting after me and my sister and the phone would ring and she'd go, oh, praise the Lord. I said, that's my mom. I was just getting in trouble. My mom used to answer the phone, praise the Lord. She didn't say hello. She just picked it up and say, praise the Lord. And, and you know what? It didn't matter whether you was a sinner or a saint. Amen. Mr. Gehring called one time, and she said, praise the Lord. Mr. Gehring was like, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know what, moms? You, sir, some days you got to wield the sword while dad's gone. I give respect on all of all you ladies that are raising kids by yourself. Hey Amen. You know what? You kids that don't have a dad in the home, you ought to be thankful you've got a mom or a grandma that love you, that's taking you to church and taking care of you. You ought to give them a big old hug after church and say, thank you for raising me in the church. Amen. 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 And it's a... It, you kids that have a mom and dad in the house, hey amen, you you, you're so blessed you don't even realize it. Hey amen. Hey amen. You better get your mom and dad and hug them tonight and tell them thank you, hey amen, for raising me in the church and raising me right and doing right. Well, praise God. All you little kids. Are you listening to pastor? You, you need to hug your mom and dad tonight and tell them thank you for raising me in the church. Well, praise the Lord. Some of them acting like they didn't hear Pastor Character, but I'm trusting they did. Brother John Tate, did you hear Pastor? All right. Praise God. I didn't see that. Amen. Amen. You wonder if Pastor Carricker notices stuff. I notice more than what you think. Amen. A shepherd watches all the time. You know, there's times, there's times. I'm just in a, I'm just in a little teaching mode here tonight. But there's times where I give you space. Because there's some things that you have to work out. As much as I'd like to take you by the ear. Say, what are you thinking? You know what? I cannot live for God for you. You have to do it. And so I give you space to learn. I give you space to grow. I give you space to get a walk with God. Amen. But there's times where the man of God is going to come to you and say, you better get it together. You better get your act together. You better, you better understand something that there's a time where if I have to wield the sword, I will pull the sword out and say, hey, hey man, you're not doing it right. You better get it right. You got to get it right. You got one life to get it right in living for God. Hey man, you got one life living for God. Just live for God. Say, I made up in my mind a long time ago. I don't care what anybody else does. I'm living for God. 
doesn't mean there won't be some rough times, some bad times, some good times. It just means that there's going to be times where you just got to grit your teeth. Amen. Get a hold of it. And say, I'm living for God. I don't care what anybody else does. You hear me tonight? Amen. I don't, and, and you know, when I was a kid, <clears throat> I used to, I used to be concerned, and I, I, you know, to a point I'm concerned about what people think, but I mean, it, it's not a, a concern. I don't care if my neighbors see me go to church. I hope it puts so much conviction on them, they come to church. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to church. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. We're going to get to worship here in a minute. Amen. I'm going to worship God. When I worship God, I don't care who sees me worship. I'm worshiping God. Amen. But you know something? Your worship helps other people to worship. Did you know that? That's why we have song leaders. We have praise teams. Sister Swartz and Trooper saying, Pastor Carricker, you haven't allowed me to have a praise team for a while. Amen. We're trying to get some more room. Praise God. You know something? When, the, when you see other people jumping up and down, it makes you want to jump up and down. You see other people clapping your hands, it makes you want to clap your hands. Amen. You see other people living for God, it helps you live for God. You know why? It's because it gives you the confidence there's, there's more than just me that loves God. But I don't care what people think about me. I know I'm different. I know I'm strange. I told old Mr. Squeak that night, he says, be careful out there. There's a lot of strange people. And I think he was trying to refer to himself. And I was all dressed just like I am now. He was all tatted up. He was all the tackle box that blew up in his face. He had studs and, and hooks and rings and, and piercing through his nostrils. He looked like he looked, he looked worse than one of them dudes out of National Geographic. When I was a kid, we'd look at National Geographic and we'd go, whoa. <laughs> wow, them are heathens. Them are wild people. And he looked at me and he kind of gave me that weird little grin of his. He said, be careful, there's weird people out there. And I said, yeah, I've been accused a lot worse. And he's kind of like, hey, I think that just got turned around on me. <laughs> Hey man, when I go to church and, and people are looking at my white shirt and my tie, I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. People ask you about the Holy Ghost, be ready to tell them, hey, I'm glad you asked. I've been meaning to talk to you about the Holy Ghost and tell you how God changed my life that when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, it radically transformed my life. 
I said it changed my life. Amen. Even, hey, you might, it doesn't matter what age you come into the church. It's better if you come to the church as a young person. Amen. But it doesn't matter whether you're 20, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60. It'll change your life. I said the Holy Ghost will change your life. Brother Roberts, he has a testimony when he got in church, amen, that he had been from church to church to church to church. And when he walked through the doors, uh, amen, he realized he had found what he'd been looking for. Amen. Maybe he hadn't tasted the Holy Ghost yet, but he was getting ready to get the Holy Ghost. Thank God you got the Holy Ghost, Brother Roberts. Uh, Thank God you're still in the church today. Thank God you taught your children. Come to church. Amen. Amen. Don't don't try to live for God and keep living the same way you lived out in the world. Get rid of that worldly way of living. Well, thank God for those few Baptist amens out there. Amen. Get rid of the sin out of your life. Amen. Live for God. Amen. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost, He gave you power to overcome sin. Hey, this, this world will teach you that you can't overcome sin, but this church will teach you that you can overcome sin. I said that you can overcome sin through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Same way you receive the Holy Ghost the first time speaking with other tongues is the same way you renew the Holy Ghost uh, is by speaking with other tongues, and it's the same way you keep the Holy Ghost. I said it's the same way you keep the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many believes that tonight? Amen. Don't let the devil talk you out of receiving the Holy Ghost. You know what you need to do is you need to say, okay, amen, I've got faith that God's going to fill me with the Holy Ghost, amen, and so that's what repentance is all about. I'm turning my back on sin so I can follow God. Amen. Leave sin behind. That's what repentance is. It means about face, to turn and go the other direction. Amen. Leave that old sinful life behind. Leave witchcraft behind. Leave adultery behind. Leave fornication behind. Leave the lust of the flesh behind. You want to know why it it talks about it in that manner? If you look, go to Galatians chapter 5. You'll notice... You'll notice the Word of God is very intentional. And it's very uh, specific. And it's very, God is very orderly. God brings order to the walk of God. Look at this. Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to get to worship here in a minute. Verse 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit and the Holy Ghost, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. There's a war going on. And they're contrary. They can't get along. There's always something, a battle 
that's happening. They're contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. That's why I don't hang out with sinners all the time. If you, if you hang out with sinners all the time, it's going to wear on your Holy Ghost. I'm giving some of you some revelation here tonight. Amen. You cannot constantly be around someone who refuses to live for God and have a victorious walk with God. Amen. The Bible says to reprove the works of unrighteousness. Well, I'll say it again. The Bible says to reprove the works of unrighteousness. Amen. You say, what does that mean? It means to separate yourself from it. Amen. It does. When somebody tells me, well, I'm going to a party tonight, I tell them I'm going to church. I'm going to see what God's going to do. I'm not going to the, I'm not going to the shindig to dance. I'm going to the house of God to worship God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. But it says here, it says, if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh, you say, Pastor, what does that mean? You just blew by that. It means if you get in the Holy Ghost, amen, what it, it, a lot of people say, well, we're not under the law. When I, get the, when I get the Holy Ghost, I don't have to obey the law. No, when you get the Holy Ghost, it causes you to do the law. It causes you to be obedient to the things of God. Amen. But when you're not obedient to the Holy Ghost, amen, the law of God becomes your judge. And you are under the law. Paul said, I am apprehended. God got a hold of me. When you apprehend somebody, amen, he gets a hold of you. Amen. Verse 20. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And it starts with adultery. And it starts with fornication and uncleanness. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost, he cleaned you up spiritually and physically. And the devil tried to get you to live whatever's going on in the flesh will affect the spiritual man. And so that's why it's God's will for you to get cleaned up. Not just in your spirit, but get cleaned up in your body, in your mind, in your thinking, and the things that you do. Amen. Say amen, Pastor. Amen. God doesn't expect you to live the same way. Don't try to live the same way you've always lived. Man, God said, I walked through your camp. He said, I expect your camp to be clean. He said, I put a shovel. I put a paddle on the end of your spear and on the end of your shield so you can dig a hole and bury your excrement. He said, that's crude, yeah. God says, I don't want to walk through nastiness. That was physical. And it's the same way. We've got to get cleaned up. Not just in our heart and our mind, but God cleans us up always. Praise God. Amen. So let me let me make a, a real 
unbiblical statement here. But I just read it. Cleanliness is next to godliness. There's a man who used to be in this church come up and reprove my pastor and say, that's not in the Bible. Well, you know what happened to that man? He's gone. There's no way I'd ever reprove a man of God that preaches something in the pulpit. Amen. It says uncleanness. And that's not just talking about spiritual. Adultery is not just talking about spiritual adultery. It's talking about physical adultery. We don't just spiritualize everything. I'm not, I'm not out looking for devils behind every bush. God's already given me authority. I don't have to go find them. God's given me authority over them. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions over the unclean things. I'm preaching to you tonight, saying of God, Hey, man, you don't have to go looking for the devil. He's already out there. But the Holy Ghost, when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, He give you authority over the works of the flesh. He give you the power to overcome uh, the spirits of this world. Amen. Uh, we have, uh, amen, the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, working inside of us to give us that ability, amen, to discern between right and wrong. Everyone say discernment. Discernment means that you look at something and you say, okay, that will destroy my walk with God. Or that will benefit my walk with God. Some of you are chewing on this tonight, and that's good. Amen. Amen. If there's something in my walk with God, there's weight and sin. There's things that will weigh you down. The Bible says, get rid of those weights. Amen. You know, the, devil, the devil's tricky. He'll try to weigh you down with the problems of life. There's sometimes we have to bear our brother's burden. And there's times where we have to bear our own burden. We, we have, there's things that we have to bear in this lifetime. But you know something? We don't have to carry sin around. We don't have to carry the weight of sin around. It says the weightness. The devil would try to load you up with weight of sin. What is weight of sin? Think about that. What is weight of sin? Weight of sin could be the knowledge, the condemnation, the past. Is this all right tonight? You know, sometimes the devil likes to come to us and say, you know, you, you did that in the past. I did do that in the past. But you know what? That's under the blood. I'm not going back to that any longer. I put that under the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. 
Yes, at one time I was unrighteous, but I'm not unrighteous anymore. God has helped me to get that right with him. I'm right with God. And so when the devil tries to load you up with weight, amen, the Bible says lay aside every weight. Sometimes we just, we like to broad brush that verse of scripture, amen, that uh, that weight could be uh, hunting too much, hunting or fishing, which I believe in that. It could be too much shopping. Could be too much reading the book. Could be too much playing chess on your computer. Sorry, brother. You say, Pastor, why did you say that? Because chess is probably one of the things I do like to play. I'm not real good at it, but I enjoy it. But, you know, sometimes I'm playing that and I'm saying, I can't even play right and I'm like, how much did you pray today? How much did you read your Bible today? How much, uh, how much time have you spent with your family today? Come on. But sometimes the devil likes to load us up with weight. He likes to heap it on us. He likes to dogpile us. How many knows, how many knows what dogpile is? Get the guy on the bottom and keep piling on. Man, all of us guys, we was doing the guy gang thing the other night, and they were wrestling. How many were there? Who all was there? <laughs> they was wrestling. I was cracking up. Some of the ones I didn't think were very strong, they, they were holding their own. Yeah, I was like, hmm, a little fight in that one. But then all of a sudden they dogpiled somebody. And I was laughing. But you know, that's what the devil likes to do to the church. Is he likes to dogpile you. Put weight on you. And say, you know something? My Bible says that I can cast all my care upon him. Say, okay, devil. You've dogpiled me long enough. So now I'm going to say, okay, God, I've got to have help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to the altar. I'm going to cry. Amen. I'm going to shed tears. You say, what is it about shedding tears? Amen. There's something about it releases your spirit. It releases that heaviness of your heart. It releases that thing that you've been dealing with. Amen. Oh, I I'm preaching to you right now. Don't let the devil weigh you down. Amen. Let the devil, amen, let the Holy Ghost take the devil and throw him out. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And so if you'll notice here, it starts working down the list. Idolatry. We don't worship idols. We don't worship people. Witchcraft. Everybody gets spooked out by witchcraft. You know what it is? It's the work of the flesh. Fleshly, worldly people mess around with witchcraft. In the church, we don't play with Ouija boards. We don't get our fortunes read. We don't read the, the horoscope. Hey Amen. There's enough horror in this world without reading about it. You say, Pastor, that's not how it's spelled. Yeah, I know that. I promise you I'm well aware of that. Hatred is a work of the flesh. Ooh, I hate them. I can't stand them. That's a work of the flesh. 
Why would you hate somebody? How can you say that you love God whom you haven't seen and hate your brother whom you have seen? You say, Pastor, that's a good one. I know it's from the Word of God. The Bible has your number. People say, well, I can, I, can uh, I don't have to like somebody. Well, you still have to love them. You still have to care for them as a brother and sister in Christ. You may not be bosom buddies, but if you hate somebody, you're in trouble with God. I'll say that again. If you hate somebody, you're in trouble with God. Amen. You better get hate out of your system. You better get the word hate out of your vocabulary. Amen. Love God. Love people. Praise God. Amen. Okay, so let's keep going here. Hatred, variance. Always trying to get something stirred up. Emulations. What does that mean? I've got to be like somebody all the time. You know what? God doesn't care. He wants you to be like him. He doesn't care whether you, uh, is there anybody in here that's identical? There ain't no more. They're learning. They're learning. Her mama called me crying. You know what I told her? I said, teach them. Teach them. Teach them. They're little. They don't know what I'm talking about. But you know, you know something? God made every one of us different. So God doesn't expect us to go around trying to be like everybody else. We are who we are. Man, if everybody looked like me, you would be in trouble. You say, why is that? Have you ever tried to buy a size 15 shoes? Or 16 shoes? It's not very easy. Thank God for K&G Men's Store. God keep them in business. God don't let them go out of business. You say, why is that? Because I find a $100 suit there. Amen. Hey, I, I, was read, I was reading a story one time about Billy Graham. Now, he was very, uh, he was very challenged theologically. But he, he said, you know, he said, I buy all of my suits at JCPenney's. And man... I was, I don't remember at what point that was, but it was back in the, it was back in the day where you got a catalog and you'd go through the catalog and you'd, you'd say, okay, I want to buy this suit coat and this pair of pants, and you'd go order them at the catalog department. Remember those days? I know none of you kids do. And it, it bothered me sometimes. You know, as as a young person, man, guys were buying all these fancy, cool clothes, and and uh, I bought what I could afford. And all of a sudden, I heard that man who was obviously very wealthy. I mean, he, he you don't get to his status, and probably work for twenty thousand dollars a year. I can promise you that. 
and he said, I, I wear J.C. Penney suits. And, you know, it was just a little, it was a little comfort to me that there are people in this world that are obviously very wealthy that they don't care about just fine things and have got to have the best and the most expensive. And plus, when you buy a $100 suit, if you wear it out in a year or two, you go buy a new one and you get to wear a different suit. Well, praise God. I, I don't have to have emulation because that's a work of the flesh where I'm not keeping up with the Jones. I don't have to go have the biggest and the best all the time. If God blesses you, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Nobody misinterpret what I'm saying. But I don't have to go keep up with somebody else. Just because they get something new, I'm happy. If I need something new, I'll go buy it. If I need to, if I need to upgrade something, I'll upgrade it. But I'm not going to do it just because somebody else did it. Because the Bible says that's emulation, and so I don't have to do that. If I need a new truck, I'll go buy a new truck. But the one I got's running perfectly fine. I'm going to keep driving it. I'm going to keep saving my money. Saving money. All you guys say, save my money. Save your money. All you girls say, save your money. Save your money. Oh, Houston, we have a problem. Hey, is this okay tonight? I'm trying to help somebody here. You need to realize is that the devil tried to saddle you up with a work of the flesh, and you don't even realize it. Hey, man, somebody gets a new house, I'm happy for him. Somebody gets a new car, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm, I'm not, when I say that, I am not kidding. I am happy for you. And if I get a new, if I get a new vehicle, Amen. I'm happy for myself. Amen. Until I have to pay the first payment. I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Why in the world did I do that? Oh, yeah, because you just having to fix it all the time. Sometimes you have to do things. Every time I preach like this, I cringe because I know somebody will say, Pastor, should I do this or not? Hey, you, at the end of the day, everyone say at the end of the day, I have to live with my decision. And so when you have to make a life choice, a financial decision, just remember at the end of the day, you're living with it, not me. Okay? My pastor said that to me. I said, well, pastor, should I marry this one? And he said, Brother Nathan, I'm not going to tell you who to marry. I was like, you're not. <laughs> and he was dead serious. We're laughing right now, but he was serious. He said, whoever you marry, he said, you're going to live with him the rest of your life. So he said, you better make sure it's the right one. And I was like, hmm. 
Mm. We're having fun here tonight. But you know something? It's serious. Life is serious. And there's some things in life you get real serious about. That's why you don't go around kissing every prince and kissing every frog till you find your prince. You don't go around kissing every sleeping beauty. You say, why are you looking at the young people? Hey, they're, they're, they're facing it right now. You have to respect people. You have to respect girls. And you have to respect young men. Amen. Respect one another. Praise God. Give each other respect. The, world, the world's pawing all over each other like a bunch of animals. The church doesn't need to do that. Amen. Amen. You don't have to go around acting like an animal in order to find your spouse. You know what God will do? God will put you right together with the perfect one, whoever that may be. You just give God some time. You got to give God some time. Say, you know what? I'm going to give God some time. Everyone say it. Give God some time. Amen. God will, you know, if we get in a hurry, God will, God will work with you. You say, Pastor, I got in church. You know what? God will put your marriage together if you'll listen to the preaching that comes across this pulpit. If you'll pray, if you'll study your Bible, God will put your marriage together. If you're not married, my best advice to you is if you've been married before, amen, is you stay single. Oh, this is, I'm, I'm stepping off into it now. Man, I'm going to track it all over the place. You want to know the reason why? It's because the word of God. Paul said, I wish that you were like me. He said that you would, you say, well, Paul was single. Yeah, he was single when he wrote that. But I promise you, he wasn't always just a single man. You say, well, the Bible doesn't say that he was married. Well, history says to be on the Sanhedrin, you had to be married. He was a Pharisee. And how in the world would that man of God write about marriage and not know one thing about it? Read it. He wrote, he wrote stuff that a married man would know about. Yeah. And so he said, I wish you were like me so that you could give your life to the work of God. Amen. And so what you have to do is don't, just because somebody is getting married, and no, nobody in here that's getting married that I know of. But just because somebody's getting married, oh, I need to run right out and get married, it might be the, it might be the, the wrong thing to do. Amen. The Bible says to pray. Make your requests known unto God. And you know what God does? God answers your prayer. He answers your prayer. Sometimes it's not the way we want it answered. But he'll answer your prayer. 
Well, praise the Lord. So emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. Envyings. Murders. Drunkenness. Revelings. And such like. For the which I tell you before. And I can tell you this right now. That I've watched it over and over, not just when I've been a pastor, but I've watched it all through my walk with God, that when people leave the church and they start serving their flesh and the lust of their flesh, you know what happens? Is they start through this list right here, and they start going backwards through this list. It's all bad, and it's all sin, but it progressively, progressively, it's worse. I've watched it over and over and over. The devil's not happy just to let you stop coming to church. Oh, well, I just, I'm going to be a good sinner. Uh-huh. What is a good sinner? The devil's not happy just to let you stop serving God. But the devil's going to take you as far down as he can get you. He's going to pull you all the way down. All the way. You're, not, you're just not going to quit coming to church. He's going to pull. He's going to make you the laughing stock. Now, I've taken my time here. Now, we have to teach our children. Now, that was heavy. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's anyone in here under the sound of my voice that is in that danger. But we still have to be very aware. Be sober. Everyone say sober. Be vigilant. That means to be watchful. Because your adversary. The devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist, how do you resist the devil? Steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith. Stay strong in the Holy Ghost. I said stay strong in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so, go to Acts chapter 24, and when we worship God, and I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to be long-winded, I think I've already done that. Acts chapter 24, if all you ever do is shout and you never get any teaching, then you just become a junk food junkie. You just like the sweet. You say, worship's junk food? No, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make you to understand. If all you ever eat is hamburgers, that's all you're ever going to want is the hamburger. It's easy. It's sweet. It's fun to eat. But sometimes you got to get you a salad. Get you some broccoli. And get you the stuff that in my opinion, doesn't taste so great. It's just me. 
I'm 51 years old, and I never have just totally liked salad, totally liked broccoli, and totally liked, that's just me. Some people sit down and eat lettuce with nothing on it, and I can't do that. But you know what? In living for God, you've got to get some foundation in you. You've got to get some word of God in you. You just can't come up here and worship all the time. You can't just run the aisles all the time. You can't just dance and shout. But we're going to talk about dancing and shouting right now. Acts 24 and 14. Paul was talking to Agrippa, or Felix, and he said, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way that they call heresy, he said, So worship I the God of my fathers, And then notice the last part of this verse. It says, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. What did the New Testament church preach out of? Thank you, the Old Testament. Because they were the New Testament in action. The New Testament was being played out. And so they didn't have the Word of God, that, the complete Word of God that we've got today, this King James Version, and so they preached out of the Old Testament. And there's people that'll tell you that dancing and shouting and worshiping God and lifting your voice in church should not be done. That's completely unbiblical, and it is a lie. In this church, we're going to clap our hands. In this church, we're going to stomp our feet. In this church, we're going to run the aisles. In this church, we're going to dance before the Lord. In this church, we're going to worship God because it is the Word of God. Amen. And and having said that, I'm not trying to just get a response, but thank you for that response. But moms and dads, we have to teach our children. Amen. We've got to show them this is the way that we worship God. Now, as as your pastor, I have been noticing that when we come up here to worship, that sometimes there's those that come up here and worship or come up here to the front who are not worshiping. And I'm going to tell you tonight that when we come here, or whether you stand in your pew, or whether you're On the side aisles, we clap our hands. We lift up our voice and sing. We put those words on that board up there on that wall so that you can sing the praises of God. Amen. We should sing the praises of God. We should say hallelujah while we're worshiping. Amen. We should clap our hands while we're praising God. That's part of our worship. Amen. It's not something that we want to forget or let it die out, but we want our worship to be boisterous. We want our worship to be vocal. We want our worship to be with our hands lifted up. We want our worship to be with a dance in our step because that's part of our walk with God. And if we stop worshiping God, amen, we'll lose the way that God wants us after the way that they call heresy, so worship by the God of my fathers. We have got to keep on worshiping God. 
And some of you, amen, who are worshipers, don't let the devil steal your worship. I said, don't let the devil stop your worship. You say, well, I don't feel as good as I used to. I understand that, but worship God anyhow. Clap your hands to the Lord, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's don't just come up here and stand. Let's worship God. And I'm going to tell all you young guys something. Don't come up here and cut up and talk and laugh. I'm watching. And I've been getting some of you. You know what? I'm trying to teach you that we're worshiping God. We're not here to play games. We're not here to play around. Amen. We're here to worship God. We're here to clap our hands. We're here to sing. We're here to have a good time. Amen. So let's come to church and worship God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can write these scripture references down. Amen. But when we worship God, we give thanks. First Chronicles 16, 4. Praising. When we worship God, we're praising God. Psalm 67 and 3. We are rejoicing with joy. We are shouting. Psalms 47 and 1. Uh, Psalms 5 and 11, 32 and 11. We are dancing before the Lord. David, when they brought the ark of God back, the spirit of God essentially, he began to dance in front of everybody. And the Bible says he danced until his garments came off. Now, I don't believe he was naked. I don't believe that God's out of order. God's not going to cause us to do something to, to embarrass him and ourselves. But I believe that his kingly robes came off. And the word of God substantiates that because his, his wife, Michael, said... Don't you think that you look just a little bit brazen out there without your kingly garments in front of the maidens looking like a commoner? And he said, the next time I'll worship, I'll do it more vehemently. I'll get more crazy in worshiping God. And the Bible said she became barren, that God shut up her womb because of her disdain for worship. Church, we have to be worshipers. We cannot, uh, we don't have an option of not worshiping God. We've got to worship God. Amen. Jesus said, if you don't worship me, these rocks will immediately cry out. And so God created us to worship. And so when we come to church, let's worship God. Let's clap our hands. Let's lift our voice Let's lift our hands in the sanctuary. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's all right to run the aisles. It's all right to leap for joy. I've seen people roll on the floor. That's okay. But worship God. I said worship God. Don't worship other things. Worship God. We're going to sing praises. We're going to sing aloud. 
Hallelujah. We're going to sing a new song. You say, what's the new song? Amen. God saved my soul. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. God cleansed me by his blood. Well, hallelujah. I've got a song the angels can't sing because I've been redeemed. I've been purchased. I've been blood bought. Amen. God brought me out of darkness into marvelous light. And thank God, amen, that I am a worshiper. Well, hallelujah, I said I am a worshiper. I'm going to worship God in the good times. I'm going to worship God in the bad times. I'm going to give God thanks, amen, when there's not a whole lot to be thankful for, but he's worthy, and I'm going to thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his blood. Thank him for the Holy Ghost. Thank him because he brought me out of darkness and set my feet on a solid rock. Well, hallelujah, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to sing a new song, singing with great rejoicing, praising together in congregation. Man, I like worshiping with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I like to praise God, and I get excited when somebody's praising God for something God's done for them because it gets me excited because I know God's going to do it for me. God can do it. Singing of his wondrous works. Singing for all of one's life. Singing because God is good. Is God good? He's good all the time. And so don't come up here and stand and just look up here and watch someone entertain you. Lift your hands and worship God. Lift your voice and praise God. Amen. Dance before the Lord. You say, well, I don't want to look funny. You won't look funny. It's beautiful to God. Amen. Nobody's watching anyhow. Amen. I'm going to worship God. Amen. I can remember Sister Marshall, Grandma Elder, Grandma Carricker, Brother Wiley, Sister Vivian, Right before they went to heaven, amen, every one of them is like they had a little rebound and they came up here, they was all on their walkers, but I saw them dancing before the Lord. You know what was happening is they getting ready for heaven. Amen, they was, they was getting a tune up. They was remembering that dance step that they had when they was a young person. Come on, young people, worship God now in the days of thy youth. For the evil day will come when you can't worship God. But I'm going to worship God anyhow. I'm going to praise God anyhow. If all I can do is clap my hands, I'll clap my hands. But as long as I'm able to dance, I'm going to dance before the Lord. Well, praise God. If all I can do is leap for joy, I'm going to leap for joy. Hallelujah. If all I can do is lift my hands, I'll lift my hands. But I'm going to worship the Lord while I have a chance. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Psalms 34 and 1, 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, wow, you're doing so good. It's because God has given me everything I've got. It's because God has made me who I am today. I'm going to make my boast in the Lord. If you could just see me where I was 10 years ago, where I was 15 years ago, you need to think about that. There's some of you, the devil's telling you there's no sense in living for God. You're still a sinner. But you know what? At least you're coming to church. At least you got baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. At least you're here. Amen. And what God wants to do is he wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Think about how far you've come to where you used to be. Make your boast in the Lord. Well, praise God. And I'm just about finished. Some of you are saying hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> well, glory. <laughs> Amen. Oh, magnify the Lord. With me. Why don't we all stand right now? Let us exalt his name together. Let's do it right now. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. Come on, let's make God big. Say, God, you brought me this far. You're going to take me all the way. God, there's nothing too hard for you. God, you did it once. You're going to do it again and again and again. I'm going to magnify the Lord right now. Come on, somebody. You need to magnify the Lord. Quit magnifying your problem. Magnify God. Oh, God, you brought me out. You brought me through. God, I believe you right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody believe the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody call upon the name of the Lord. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. I'm going to exalt the name of the Lord with my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Oh, is there anybody who wants the Holy Ghost tonight? Ooh. Oh, I need you, Jesus. Do you need the Holy Ghost? Do you want the Holy Ghost? Come on, you'd have the Holy Ghost tonight. All you got to do is lift your hands up and say, God, here I am. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, how long will you wait? The Holy Ghost is reaching for you right now. Oh, God. I need you. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, 
to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to do a miracle in your life. Oh, come on, church. Let's take a little time right now. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. Oh, the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Whatever you have need of, make your request known unto God. Well, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, come on, brothers. Come on, sisters. Lift your voice. Lift your hands right now. Yeah, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I worship you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's worship the Lord. 